Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Quiz Kids, brought to you by the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold discomfort. Yes, when these occasional ailments make you miserable, take Alka-Seltzer for really fast, really effective relief. The 423rd class session of the Quiz Kids is called to order, and children, here's your first question. A prominent monarch recently turned Indian. Can you explain? Yes, how about that? Can you listeners explain? We'll give it some thought while the youngsters here in our classroom get settled at their desks. And here they are, the quiz kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Everyone, all right, quiz kids, let's get down to business with roll call. First, Mike. I'm 10 years old and will be in the sixth grade at the University of Chicago Laboratory School. Lonnie. I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 12 years old and going into the eighth grade at Lincoln School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Rennie. I'm Rennie Templeton. I'm 13 years old and going into ninth grade at U High. Joel. I'm Joel Kufferman. I'm 12 years old in eighth grade in the Volt School. And the brand new quiz kid from the very young generation, little Melvin. Well, um, uh, Melvin, I'm five years old. Well, what's your last name, son? Tell the folks your last name. Uh, Miles. Miles, that's right. Melvin Miles. All right, fine. Now then, back to that first question from Mrs. Danny Boyle of Hammond, Indiana. A prominent monarch recently turned Indian. Can you explain? We have three hands up. Lonnie's hand was up first. Lonnie? Well, I think it would be some baseball player who was recently traded to the Cleveland Indians team. Well, now you're on the right track. Joel? Well, uh, Satchel Page that was recently joined the Indians was a member of the uh, uh, Kansas City Monarchs in the Negro Baseball League. So uh, now he's in a Cleveland Indian. That's right. Leroy Satchel Page, famous Negro pitcher, is the answer. Well, good for you, quiz kids. That's a right answer. Alka-Seltzer gives Mrs. Danny Boyle of Hammond, Indiana, a fine Zenith portable transoceanic standard shortwave radio for sending in that question. Now, that's always the reward when the quiz kids answer your question correctly. If they miss, you get a big Zenith radio phonograph combination with automatic record changer, the new Cobra tone arm, and two FM bands. If you have a question for this program, just send it to Quiz Kids Chicago. All right, here we go with more questions. Now, uh, Helen Patterson of Atlanta, Georgia, wants you children to work an arithmetic problem using the numbers suggested by these words. First, begin with a duodenum, divide by a bicuspid, then divide again by a triceps, and what kind of ology do you have? Mike? Uh... Well, the answer would be bicep, wouldn't it? No. 
Uh, well, anyway, duodenum is 12. That's right. And uh, divide by... Uh, uh, a bicuspid. A bicuspid uh, is 2, makes two. 6. And That's divide six. by 3 is 2. That's right, for triceps. So, 2... What kind of ology, Mike? Uh, biology. Biology, that's right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> biology is correct. Now, here's a music question from Robert Storm of Birmingham, Alabama. Howard Peterson, our organist, will play parts of three songs, and you children are to tell if each one suggests a symbol of good luck or bad luck. All right, Howard, let's have number one. Lonnie? It's pennies from heaven, and that would be finding a lucky penny. That's right, so that would bring you good luck. Now let's see if we can get this next one. Lonnie? That's the sidewalks of New York. Sidewalks of New York, so? Oh. Oh, that lends maybe, itself uh, to something. Uh, well, maybe it's uh, finding a four-leaf clover in the cracks of a sidewalk. No, <laughs> no hardly, uh, hardly, Lonnie. Really, you had your hand up. I was just going to say that was uh, Sidewalks in New York, but that connected with Al Smith, huh? Uh, well... And he lost, so it could be bad luck, so... Well, uh, no, that's not the answer that I'm uh, looking for, Joe. Well, on any sidewalk, there's a lot of ladders, so it could be bad luck. Well, <laughs> we're certainly getting involved on that. Uh, Melvin has his hand up. Melvin? Well, uh, one thing I think it could be Dream Girl. <laughs> well, uh, Dream Girl, uh, how do you mean, uh, Melvin? Uh, the name of the song is Sidewalks of New York, son, see? So we're trying to find out whether that's a symbol of uh, good luck or bad luck, see? Uh, Lonnie? Well, some people consider it bad luck to walk on the cracks of a sidewalk. That's the idea, yes, sir. There's a kid's game. Uh, you, you kid, don't you kids play uh, a game? Well, yeah, if, uh, yeah, you step on the cracks of the sidewalk, you got a point against you, and yeah. we go to a certain place, and the one who has the most against him loses when that, you get there. Yeah, them. that's the idea. And Melvin, he wants to add something to Well, I, uh, a boy taught me a name. His name is Bobby. Uh, if you step on a crack in the sidewalk, you're called a stinkfish. A s- I'll tell you one thing now. I'm going to watch where I'm walking on the sidewalk from now on. Yes, sir, Reed. <laughs> well, uh, let's, uh, let's see if we can get this next part. Lonnie? That's I'm looking over a four-leaf clover, and of course, if you mind a four-leaf clover, that's very good luck. That certainly is. At least it's is. supposed to be. I found one, and I didn't find any immediate change for the better. Well... <laughs> You just have to, uh, just have to hope. Keep on hoping. Uh, Melvin? Well, four-leaf clover. The four, yeah, that's right, yeah. I'm glad that, uh, that Melvin is here this afternoon because he's verifying everything as we go along here. Uh, by the way, Melvin, uh, do you sing, son? Can you, can you, do you happen to know this song? What? I'm looking over a four-leaf clover. Yes, I do. Well, sing a little of it for us, will you? Okay, I'm looking over... A four-leaf clover that I've overlooked before. One leaf is sunshine, the second is rain, the third is the roses that grow in the land. Yes, yes. Oh, that's fine. 
Well, that's that's fine, Melvin. I, I wish I were five years old and sing like you do. Now, that's all there is to it. This, uh, this question is from Mabel Carrier of Dayton, Ohio. In Edna Ferber's book, Showboat, there's a baby named Kim, K-I-M, because she was born near the junction of three states. Now, what were the states? K-I-M. Joel. Kansas, Iowa, and Missouri. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, oh, Lonnie. Oh, oh uh, wait a second. Wouldn't it be Kentucky, Iowa? Or, wait a second. Well, Iowa and Missouri. Or, wait a second. I'm, I can't wait much longer. I think it's Kentucky. Really? I think it's Kentucky, Kentucky Illinois, Illinois, and Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, Kentucky, Illinois, and Missouri. That's right. Now, uh... The junction of what three states might form the name of Matt, M-A-T? Lonnie? That's, um, well, Arizona, or Arkansas, Texas, and Missouri. No. Well, Sorry. Rennie? Arkansas, Texas, and Mississippi, or Alabama. Uh, Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi. Arkansas. That's right. Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you quiz kids in our radio audience have had a week to figure out our latest mystery question from Helen Murphy of New Orleans, Louisiana. Now, you remember the question was, uh, who done it? And the first clue was one fork, two mouths. Now, you'll have one more minute to decide on your answer. And while you're busy there, here's Bob Murphy with a question. When was the last time you said... Oh, I have such a headache, I just don't feel like doing a thing. Was it yesterday, the day before, or maybe today? Well, a headache can make you feel plenty miserable. We all know that. But the thing to remember is this, friends. You don't have to suffer along with that headache pain. Instead, get fast relief the easy, pleasant Alka-Seltzer way. Here's all you do. Dissolve one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a glass of water. Watch it sparkle, listen to it fizz, and then drink it down. And just see how soon you begin to feel better. Yes, Alka-Seltzer's really fast, really effective, because its pain-relieving agent, sodium acetyl salicylate, is completely dissolved when you drink it. So it's right ready to go to work on your headache pain. And because of its effervescent base, yes, because of that fizz, Alka-Seltzer gets there fast, gives fast relief. Just try it and see for yourself. Thousands say there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer for fast relief from headache pain, and we know you'll agree. In fact, you'll never want to be without it in your home. So why not make it a practice to buy two packages of Alka-Seltzer from your druggist instead of one? Then you'll always have an extra package handy. That's good advice, and if you'll heed it, you'll have Alka-Seltzer when you need it. All right, quiz kids, now come on out of your huddle, and let's see if you have an answer for the whodunit question. The clue was one fork, two mouths. Who's the spokesman? Joel? Well, one fork, two mouths would suggest the Amazon, and it would be either discovering or exploring the Amazon. Now, Vincent Yanez Pinzon discovered it, and Oriana explore it, but I'd say discovering would, would be more important, so it would be Vincent Yanis Pinzon. No, I'm sorry. That's wrong, Joel. But I'll tell you, I'll give you kids another clue a little bit later on. Here we go with more questions. I'll try this one from Matthew Edwards of Brooklyn, New York. Name a short form of kerchief, a well-known baseball player with the Braves, and any northerner, and you get three words that rhyme. What are they? Lonnie. Well, there's a, maybe a short, short, short form kerchief. of kerchief. Would be cur, maybe. No, a... no. Short form of kerchief. Rennie? Hanky, stanky, yankee. Hanky, stanky, and yankee, right. <laughs> That's right. A hanky for the handkerchief, stanky for Ed Stanky, now with the Boston Braves, and, of course, yankee for any northerner. Now, Miss Adela Balch 
of Arlington, Massachusetts, is uh, interested in the International Friendship League, which encourages correspondence of children all around the world. Of course, this might require knowledge of foreign languages, and so if you were writing to a boy or a girl in France, how might you say, how are you, in his native tongue? Uh, Melvin? Parlez-vous français? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we and no. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, well, that's all right, Melvin. Now, you were just a little bit off on there. Uh, here's Lonnie. He has Well, I think parlez-vous français. Doesn't that mean, do you speak French? Well, yes, that's what that means. Uh-huh. Well, that wouldn't mean, how are you, then? Well, we want, uh, we want to say, how are you, in French, see, to this other little boy or girl. Now, Rennie? Well, uh, don't you say, qu'est-ce que c'est? Uh, qu'est-ce que c'est? Uh, um... See, what's you? I don't know what you is, though. Yeah, well, now, I think we're getting just a little involved here. Um, you, do you give up on this? Well, you would say, comment uh, allez-vous? See? <laughs> That's what it says here, anyway. And uh, <laughs> it couldn't prove by me. Um, on the second part, how, how might you say the same thing to children in Spain? How would you say, how are you, Lonnie? Como esta usted? That's right. That's the idea. And uh, if you were writing to children in Poland, how would you say, how are you in Polish? Uh, all right, here's Melvin with his hand up. All right, Melvin. It could be Yak Shamash. Yak Shamash is right! I only knew how to say hooray in Polish there. That was fine, Melvin. Say, by the way, do you know, do you know any other language that you could use for saying uh, that how are you? Any other language? Uh, yes, I do know uh, pig Latin. <laughs> pig Latin? Well, let's see. Can you really say how are you in pig Latin? Let's yes. hear it. Okay. Um, au hey. Well, what do you know about... <laughs> that's, uh, that's very, very good. Now then, uh, after, uh, let's see, we had... Uh, did we have... No, we didn't have a miss on that. Uh-huh. Yes, we did, too. That's right, because I had to tell you uh, on the uh, first part. So that means that Miss Adela Balch of Arlington, Massachusetts, uh, gets a big Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. We always... Try to be fair and square on our program here. Now then, after reading an article about amazing gluttons in nature, Lillian Levine of Freeport, Illinois, decided her hungry schoolchildren aren't so hard to cook for after all. That Miss Adela Balch of Arlington, Massachusetts, uh, gets a big Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer. We always try to be fair and square on our program here. Now then, after reading an article about amazing gluttons in nature, Lillian Levine of Freeport, Illinois, decided her hungry schoolchildren aren't so hard to cook for after all. Now, can you quiz kids recall any gluttons found in nature? Mike. Uh, well... <clears throat> The ba- baby birds are quite gluttons. They eat uh, 
wants their weight every day, but uh, the shrew eats two or three times his weight every day and doesn't do much but hunt for food. Yes, uh-huh. And uh, the killer whale is known to eat at one meal 13 seals and 14 porpoises. That's right, yes. Sir. And the dragonfly <laughs> is quite a ferocious eater. He even tries to eat uh, hummingbirds. He does. And uh, the larvae attack other insect larvae uh -huh. and uh, even small polywogs. Oh, sure, yes, uh-huh. And uh, uh, those uh, those are all very good. Uh, Melvin, what were you going to say, son? Well, um, a grown-up bird would usually like to eat bread and uh, worms. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, they, grow, they go a little bit easy on their uh, diet, the grown-up birds. Uh, Lonnie? Well, uh... See, what was I going to say now? There's a, I think it's the kingfisher that uh, uh, devours uh, quite a few fish in one day. And also, I, I forget what it is. I think it's the albatross. is uh, a scavenger. He combs the beach for food all the time. Uh-huh. Well, those were all very fine, kids. So we'll get along here to our next question. Now, our sound effects man is getting a few props already for this question from Mrs. John Burns of Youngstown, Ohio. Each sound effect should suggest the title of a recent movie. Now, I'd like for you to try and get two out of three on this one. Here's the first one. All right, kids. Rennie. Would that be Key Largo? Key because Largo, because it's the key put in the lock and unlocking the door. That's right. So you can get this second one. Rennie? Be the Emperor Waltz. That's right. Uh huh. Starring Bing Crosby and Joan Fontaine. All right. Now let's. Here's the third part. A recent movie. Melvin. Well, uh, Knocky on the door. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one, Melvin. Uh, Joel, you had your hand up. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it was a knocking on the door. Oh, Lonnie. Well, it's that's a hammer pounding in nails, but it could also. Sound like someone knocking at the door. Well, that might be the Fuller Brush Man. <laughs> yes, that's a very good answer. Uh-huh. I was thinking of uh, uh, the pounding and nail with a hammer. Mr. Blanding, uh, Mr. Blanding's builds his dream house. Look at all the hands go up. Well, you gave me two out of three, so we saved that question. Now, here's a question about children's literature from Mrs. Beth Stevens of Ponca City, Oklahoma. In what story did a chicken bake a loaf of bread? Melvin. Well, um... The Little Red Hen. The Little Red Hen, that's right. Yes, sir, that's right. All right, tell me this. In what story did a rabbit have a hard time starting his car? Lonnie. Oh, I was... Wait, wasn't that Sonny Bunny? No. Melvin? Uncle Wiggily. Uncle Wiggily! Yes, sir. And now then, kids, it's time for another clue for our whodunit question. You can think it over and try another guess in one minute. Here it is. Tell your horse to turn right... And you will have said the man's first initial, you won't be misled. And now, Bob, uh, while the quiz kids consider this newest clue, it's your turn. Well, friends, here's a little scene that could take place in any home. It's getting along about bedtime at the Smith's, and we hear... <coughs> getting late, honey. I think I'll drink a glass of Alka-Seltzer and go to bed. Alka-Seltzer? Why, dear? Don't you feel all right? Well, after that big meal we had tonight, I feel sort of stuffy. I think I'd better take some Alka-Seltzer. It's tough enough at best trying to get to sleep these hot nights. 
I certainly don't want acid indigestion to keep me awake. That's a good idea, friends. Whenever a big meal begins to make you feel stuffy with acid indigestion, try drinking a glass of Alka-Seltzer before you go to bed. Chances are you haven't done very much all evening, and so all that food hasn't become fully digested. This can mean acid indigestion coming on, acid indigestion that can keep you awake and prevent you from getting the rest you need. So let Alka-Seltzer help neutralize that gastric hyperacidity and so help you get that valuable sleep. Or if it's a big Sunday dinner that you enjoyed in the early afternoon and acid indigestion interferes with the pleasure of your leisure hours, let Alka-Seltzer come to the rescue right away. Yes, depend on Alka-Seltzer for fast relief whenever acid indigestion causes discomfort. Always make sure you have enough Alka-Seltzer on hand. When those tablets get down to four, that's the time to buy some more. And remember, buy an extra package, too. That's the wisest thing to do. Well, our children, you can come out of your huddle, and uh, let's see if you have the right answer. Looks like Lonnie's the spokesman this time. All right, Lonnie. I don't think we have the right answer, but I'll say DeSoto. No, no, that, uh, that isn't the right answer. But you have one more chance, kids, and the uh, quiz kid with the first hand up gets the first chance to answer. Listen to the last clue. Walnut, oak, and knotty pine suggests the name he used to sign. All right, Joel? Well, wouldn't that... I don't, I don't think it'll be G, but wouldn't it be uh, William Penn? No, no. Mike? It's wood, isn't it? What... Uh, particular wood. Why did you say wood, Mike? This is a different kind of wood. <laughs> You're on the right track. Rennie? Well, the first the first name would be uh, J. Maybe George or... Well, you're right on the uh, uh, initial G. So? What, uh... We really got the last name here. Let's have the first name now, Lonnie. Well, uh, would you repeat the last clue, please? The last clue? Yeah. Walnut, oak, and knotty pine suggests the name he used to sign. Now, we've cleared up the last name. Can we get the well, first name? In I guess Wood's the last name, then, huh? That's right. Wood's yeah. the last name. And the uh, first name, the initial, is G. That's Mike. right. Well, what? Uh, well, the uh, sign was suggest uh, my, my signing an important paper. Well... No, I, I think that was just used as uh, part of the clue that really has nothing to do, really, with the, uh, what we're trying to establish. Lonnie? Well, could his first name be George? No, no, I'm sorry. Well, I think possibly we'll have to carry that over. I'm sorry we got the last name, so you'll have to figure out the first name in order to <laughs> get the thing correctly. Well, all right, we'll go along now with uh, some more questions. Uh, this amusing question is from Helen Kidd of Phoenix, Arizona. What would be an appropriate measure of quantity by which to sell the following items? For example, you might sell shoes by the foot. Now, how might you sell hammers? Hammers. How might you sell hammers? Rennie. By the head? Well, that's a good answer, but there's another one, a better one, I think. Lonnie? By the pound. By the pound, uh-huh. And how would you sell grass? How would you sell grass? Melvin? And seeds. <laughs> well, that's right, all right. Yes, Sherry. <laughs> and seeds, that's correct, somebody. I'm, I'm thinking of another answer. Lonnie? Not so grass by the acre, since it might be used to um, 
By the acre? That's a very good answer, Joel. Well, grass is generally grown in a yard, so you'd sell it by the yard. By the yard. That's the one I was thinking about. And how about hens? How would you sell hens? Now, oh, these are a little bit far-fetched, of course. Mike? By the peck? By the peck! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, here's a whimsical question from Walter Baker of Watsontown, Pennsylvania. He wants you children to pretend you had a restaurant and seated your guests at different colored tables. Each guest must be placed at a table whose color is associated in some way with the customer. At what color of table would you seat King Midas? Joel? Gold. Gold table. That's right. Thomas Gainsborough. Lonnie. Blue. He painted the blue book. That's right. Blue. Mrs. Rhett Butler. Rennie. Scarlet. Scarlet. Scarlet O'Hara. And uh, lastly, Ethan Allen. Lonnie. That's the Green Mountain Boys. That's right. He was leader of the Green Mountain Boys. Now, I think a lot of our listeners will be interested in this question from Joanne Steck of uh, Seattle, Washington. I know you children have been busy swimming and playing ball this summer, but I wonder if any of you have been busy with any special jobs during vacation. Mike? Well, uh, up at the dunes, I had a job in a roadside stand. I helped the proprietor, proprietor close up shop every night. I had to oh. put uh, the flowers in fresh water and put all the uh, stuff in the refrigeration. Oh, vegetables and flowers he and fruit. He paid us in bananas. <laughs> <laughs> he paid you in bananas, huh? Yeah. Well, that's all right. Now I... No, I have to have a lot of bananas when you go down to Florida. Oh. All right, Joel? Well, uh, this summer I did for my mother the vacuum cleaning, and I uh, divided this for her, and I also had a little job of my own. I was building a turtle home for my uh, turtles, a new turtle home, and oh. I was finishing it during the first weeks of vacation. Well, how did you get paid uh, for doing that? No, I didn't get... Well, I got paid in seeing my turtles happy. Oh, I see. Uh, that's all right, uh, and Rennie? Well, having a younger brother and sister, even if the brother was away at camp for two weeks, uh, constitutes a little bit of a job at times. Uh, yes, it does, Rennie. I think you have something there. Mm-hmm. And uh, little Melvin has his hand up. All right, Melvin. Well, I'll tell you, sometimes when I'm ill, when my mother makes me stay in the house, I got to... I got to... Uh... Uh, what was I going to say again? Well, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let me see. If I were going to say what you were going to say there, what would I say? That's give it. The, uh, uh, get, the, get the diapers from, uh, from my mother. Give her the diapers sometimes when she can't go and get them. Well, <laughs> you, you mean... Uh, <laughs> well, of course, I ask you. I, uh, uh, well, I know, but tell me, Melvin, <laughs> do you... Uh, you have a little baby sister at home? No, a brother. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, all right, well. And uh, don't you, uh, do you have any other job uh, that you might do uh, during a vacation, you know, summer vacation? Well, no, I don't ha have any jobs. You, you, you don't work any place, I... No, but I do the one thing. I work uh, raking uh, cinders and tar. Well, oh, you do? Uh -huh. Well, where do, where do you, where do, you do th all this? Well, uh, on our street, they're uh, fixing the street there. Oh, you're with the road gang, huh? Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, uh, uh, how long do you work each day? I mean, uh... Well, well, how long do we work? Yes, huh? Well, I'll tell you, they, are, they always quit around noon. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
I see. They, they, they take the afternoon off for lunch. Is that it? Yes, and then they have a resting hour. And you want to hear something funny? What's that? Uh, uh, wait a minute. Now, you say they have a resting hour. And I, do I want to know something funny? All right, what is something funny? Well, uh, see, uh, the boss once was sleeping in the car. He's got a pillow there. And see, and Sidney was my, my boyfriend. We were talking so loud, and he wanted to fall asleep. So what did he do? He closed both of his car doors, and he drove to another street. Oh, he... <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, there's our bell quiz, kids. And the next question is... Who won? It's time for the judges to get busy on the scores, and while they do that, here's an important message about one-a-day brand vitamins. Don't take chances. Are you sure you're getting all the essential vitamins you need from the food you eat? Remember this. Government surveys show that the meals of three out of four persons are short on vitamins. Don't take chances. Instead, take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Lack of vitamins in your food can cause you to feel under par and run down. Don't take chances. Instead, take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. 60 capsules, two months' supply, only $2 at any drugstore. Potency guaranteed by Miles Laboratories. Lack of vitamins in your food can keep you from feeling your best and looking your best. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. All right now, kids, here are the grades on your schoolwork. But before I read the names of the winners, let me remind you that you will each receive a $100 security bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. And now then, let's see what the judges have to report. As a class, they say we missed uh, one question this afternoon. Rennie was first, Lonnie second, and Mike and Joel tied for third. And now let's see, Lonnie's a winner, but next week his family's going on a vacation, and of course he's going with them, so uh, we let the runner-up, Melvin Miles, take his place, and along with the rest of you kids, we'll have Douglas Maurer, age 10, in class next Sunday. Now, between now and next week, quiz kids, don't forget to work on those clues for the uh, uh, whodunit question. And that goes for you listeners, too. See if you can think up the answer, and be sure to tune in next Sunday to hear what it is. Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the Quiz Kids class. Goodbye, kids. Goodbye, Miss Kelly. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.